When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to Almost Famous, the podcast about fame with me, Barnaby Slater. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you haven't already, please do subscribe or follow the podcast and leave us a rating and comment in Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening. Also, do give us a follow on Instagram at Almost Famous the Podcast and on Twitter at Pod Almost Famous. In Series 5 of the show, I'm bringing you daily episodes called 15 Minutes of Fame, where I read out some of the most honest, controversial, and often downright funny stories that celebrities have ever told. In today's episode, singer Mariah Carey talks about the first time she ever found it within herself to take a risk and do something that made her happy while in her abusive marriage to Sony music executive Tommy Mottola when she met New York Yankees baseball player Derek Jeter and began a relationship with him. I hope you enjoy it. In the 1990s, Giorgio Armani was the pinnacle of a luxury fashion house. Armani was the go-to designer of all the A-listers. Tommy, of course, wore Armani. And I occasionally wore Armani too. There were several cool and connected people who worked for the designer and hung out with their cool clients. After the gala, our plan was to go to a dinner party at a restaurant that some of the Armani insiders had arranged. My assistant and I went, and Wanya met us there. It was a fab downtown scene. The lighting in the place was low, and 20 of us were seated in the back against a gigantic wall of windows around a large dining table crowded with beautiful bottles of wine and candles. The air was electric with playful chatter and laughter, and there was great music playing in the background, with one year occasionally breaking out into riffs. It was an ordinary night to everyone else there, but it was a revelation to me, being out socially with my peers and listening to the music of my time. Though I was still being watched, I felt lighter than I had in a long time. I felt young and unchained. It was not uncommon for a dinner party of this kind to have guests come and go in waves, So when Derek Jetter and his friend came in and sat down across from me at the table, they didn't command any of my attention. I found them both ambiguous. After I briefly glanced up at them, I thought, who are these guys? My attention went right back to the more interesting dinner guests. I was never drawn to the jock type, not even in high school, where athletes were at the top of the food chain. Derek and his friend were no exception to my rule. His Armani suit didn't cover up the Kalamazoo in him. He didn't have the New York slick vibe that I had become so accustomed to. I'm not being shady, but he had on pointy shoes. Artists can be very tribal, and compared to the hip-hop and R&B stars, models, fashionistas and cool kids in every hue at the table, the two of them presented as rather pedestrian. The restaurant was moody, but our table was buzzing and at some point the conversation moved to inconspicuous blackness. 
I was riveted. We discussed who we thought was secretly black, or else could have some black running through them, how they might or might not identify, and how they were often misidentified. I'd never had an open conversation about biracial or multiracial aesthetics, ever. My parents didn't have the language for it, and Tommy never wanted to talk about my biracial identity. If he wasn't ashamed of it, he certainly didn't want to promote it. I couldn't believe it. It was my first night out without him, and suddenly I was in a dialogue about race and identity with young, smart, and creative people. Eventually, the debate turned to me. One of the guys from Armani said he couldn't tell if I was part black, no parts of him were black, by the way. Wanya wasn't having it. His voice got up in his high register. Come on, we all know. How could you not know? I was laughing, but I was also deeply interested. As if on cue, another person chimed in. Derek, your mother's Irish and your dad's black, right? So what do you think about all this? All of a sudden, it was like the moment in The Wizard of Oz when the screen went from black and white to Technicolor. I was in a new moment, a new room. It was a new night, and perhaps a new world. When I heard Irish mother and black father, my head snapped up involuntarily and turned toward Derek. Our eyes locked. A deeply suppressed sadness I had buried inside since the first painful blow from someone saying I was not white enough or black enough, which translated into not good enough, both rose and began to dissolve, and a longing to connect took its place. It was as if suddenly I could see him. Derek was definitely no longer pedestrian. He was closer to a prince charming. This first moment of connection was so profound. I had created an endless number of romantic moments in my songs, and I had been incredibly sad for so long. Finally, it was as if I was actually living a dream. I saw his eyes, enormous twinkling jade pearls floating in a golden brown pool. It was as if there was no one else in the restaurant or the universe. We began talking across the table. The banter was lightweight, sparkly and deeply flirtatious. I couldn't recall the last time, if there had ever been one, that I'd felt butterflies talking to a man. The rest of the evening we talked, soft and easy. Eventually I realised how aware everyone was of our attraction. But I didn't care. This was my night out, and I was feeling the sweetness of freedom, the rush and allure of it all. I knew I was being watched. To hell with that. Derek was young, mixed, ambitious, and doing his dream job, just like me. In the midst of all the people, lights and music, it felt like we were the only ones in the world. Even though it was just a flicker, it was still fire. Brazen as it was, I allowed Derek to walk me to the car, where a driver, aka Tommy's agent, of course, was waiting. Being with him in that moment felt like living. I'll never forget walking next to him that night, looking up at him with his height and the way his athletic body moved. I felt diminutive next to him. It was such a different experience. This two-minute stroll on the pavement was more exhilarating to me than walking a thousand staged red carpets. It was a real moment. I was loose on the streets of New York, the sultry late-night breeze blowing my hair and pressing the delicate jersey of my dress against my body. I actually felt good, unencumbered. Knowing there were eyes on us, my assistant discreetly exchanged information with Derek's friend. I'd been in such a dark and lonely place for so long in my relationship. I finally had some hope, because I'd found someone like me who existed in this world. 
As a child, I used to pray I would meet someone who would understand me for what I was and not feel superior to me. Our encounter also had a genuine air of innocence. It reinforced the many pure ways I wrote about romance in my songs. It was like the movies I idolised. But though it felt that way to me, it turns out Derek hadn't just walked into a room and into my life. My manager knew Derek really wanted to meet me. He had begged me once to sign a photo for this kid who's crazy about you so he could get World Series tickets. An incident I totally forgot about. That night he and I met, he told me that any time you need a friend was his favourite song and that he listened to it before every game. Amongst all of my songs, that one was especially significant because I was desperately alone, removed from friends and full of fear. My belief in God kept me alive. I wrote that song thinking about what I thought God would say to us in times of fear. It was uplifting, rooted in spirituality and a message of faith, and that too made me feel safer and connected to Derek. It also let me know he was actually a fan, and the fans were the only people I really trusted. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We started a clandestine communication, texting each other cute, short messages whenever we could, and planning times to talk. Needless to say, I was terrified to talk to him if Tommy was anywhere near. 
but I would steal moments. If we were at the studio or at dinner, I would pretend to need to use the bathroom. I enrolled my assistant. We'd stage an errand and leave in her car and I would talk to him. Sometimes we would go to her house and I'd sit in her modest little living room and talk to him in a whisper. I was that afraid of Tommy. Every call was brief. I was riddled with fear, but it was thrilling. While the energy was definitely exciting and romantic, our actual conversations were on the light and banal side. I didn't care. It was something. Planning and communicating with Derek felt like someone had smuggled a file into my jail cell. Each time we connected, it was as if I'd worn down a bit more of the bars that held me captive. Every little move we made built towards a bigger idea. Freedom. I had become completely accustomed to non-stop work, looking over my shoulder and warding off despair. It was life-affirming, as a young woman, to feel giddy and girly. Through all the darkness, I discovered I still had some whimsy reserved for me and my own heart. I even began watching baseball in the studio when he was playing. To add to the perfect fancy of it all, Derek played the same position the great Joe DiMaggio, Marilyn Monroe's iconic second husband, played on the Yankees connecting him to my Marilyn fascination. I literally met the person I had imagined. I was living in my own love song. The weeks of covert communication built up to arranging an encounter. I was still painfully aware that I was married, and I didn't plan to break any of my vows. The plan was, I would meet him at a low-key pizza spot near his apartment, and we'd sneak out and go to his place. I was freaked out about taking the risk, but I had to see him. I had to know I was alive. I recall the care with which I chose my ensemble. I wanted something sexy, of course, but certainly classy, youthful yet chic. I put together a warm chocolate moment. A soft and creamy, chestnut-coloured, quilted Chanel leather miniskirt, paired with a russet-fine knit bandeau top and layered with a matching cardigan. There were brown, ribbed Wolford tights underneath, leading into a sleek, round-toed mocha Prada boot. I loved those boots. I was serving textures in cocoa flavours. It was November, so I was giving an autumn in New York moment. To top it off, I wore a brown baseball cap over the volume of my curls. The brim pulled down low to hide my face. I was scared. The stakes were incredibly high. I'd never tried anything this dangerous before, and I'd seen firsthand how Tommy could destroy people. He certainly tried to destroy me. As I remember it, the procedure for the covert operation was... My assistant and I would tell my driver, a.k.a. Tommy's spy, we wanted to grab dinner at the pizza parlour. We'd walk in together, and when Derek came in, we'd give my driver the slip. Derek lived nearby, somewhere we could be private and just chill. My assistant would act as a decoy, and Derek and I would duck out together. I was nervous on several levels. In addition to being terrified of Tommy's wrath, I was also feeling naive. Even though I'd been all over the world, I had nearly non-existent experience in dating. The thought of the simple pleasure of just being close to Derek was liberating. My assistant and I sat on stools at the counter, staring at the large storefront window, adrenaline pulsing through us both. In walked Derek, in a basic sweatsuit and baseball cap, of course. My heart was pounding. We were finally in the same room together, but the most treacherous move was ahead. We had to escape the pizza parlour without the spy seeing us. I believe my assistant went out to the car pretending to retrieve something. When she went up to the driver's window, Derek and I pulled down our hat brims and ducked out the door and around the corner into a small back street. 
Tucked under his arm, I was consumed with relief and excitement. We slipped through a couple more winding back streets to his apartment building. I was anxious beyond belief, and a shyness I desperately tried to hide washed over me as soon as the door to his place closed behind us. Had I ever been alone with a single man in his apartment or any place before? I wasn't sure. This was all new. Would the spy discover me missing and foil our covert op? The butterflies in my stomach were in a complete frenzy. I took off my cap, shook out my curls, took a breath, and tried to calm and orient myself by focusing on my surroundings. I don't recall many details. It wasn't a particularly impressive place, just practical and neat. I stood in the living room a bit awkwardly, very smitten and still scared. Derek said there was a roof deck on the building and asked if I wanted to go up there. I agreed. He disappeared from the living room and returned with a frosty bottle of Moe. I've been saving this because I thought one day you might come over here. I smiled and said, yeah, we're going to need that. We went up to his roof, laughed, talked softly, took sips of cold champagne straight to the head and revelled in our bodies embracing. The full moon was bright and a warm, heavy mist covered the night. For this brief moment, I was in rapture, alone on top of the city with a man who seemed to have stepped out of my dreams. We whispered a few things, giggled some more, and then drifted into the romance of the moment. We leaned in an inch at a time and melted into a warm, slow, intoxicating kiss. I felt an invisible veil of sadness begin to slip off of me and melt into a puddle at our feet. And in that instant, the sky gave way and it began to pour. We held on to our kiss. Our arms didn't relax their embrace and our bodies remained fixed. The rain came so suddenly but we had already disappeared into the dreamy encounter we had anticipated, planned and risked so much for. I was so caught up. Not once did I think about my leather Chanel skirt or Prada boots in the elements. And thank goodness my hair was naturally curly because had it been straightened, I might have broken and run to save the blowout. What broke the trance was not the rain, but fear again. How long had we been gone? Did Tommy already know? I had to go. I two-wayed my assistant that we were on the way back. Derek dashed me back through the wet streets and left me right before the pizza parlour, where my assistant was waiting with wild eyes. She ran out when she saw me, and we jumped into the limo. We plopped into the back seat, breathless, covering our mouths to muffle the laughter. Surely the driver noticed I was soaking wet. But I didn't care. I didn't care that he was without a doubt going to report my disobedience. I'd stolen away to claim a moment that was all mine and that was real. I left just a little bit of sadness on that rooftop and I was not turning back to reclaim it. I hope you enjoyed that extract of Mariah talking about that encounter with Derek Jetta. I think she's a fascinating character. I'd heard and read for years about what a diva she is, but when she talks about herself, she seems both able to admit that, embrace it, and at times take the piss out of herself for it. I've certainly read more of her writing that, that really expresses that. I thought that extract was pretty fascinating in terms of how fearful she clearly was of her controlling husband, but how it had clearly got to breaking point and she finally found the strength to do something that made her happy, which to me is, is totally fair enough. What do you guys think? Let me know your thoughts in the comments section or by posting to our social media, Instagram at Almost Famous the Podcast or Twitter at Pod Almost Famous. Also, please guys do press that subscribe button and rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts. That way, uh, these episodes will come straight into your inbox every day while we're doing the 15 minutes of fame apps. 
please check out my other podcast it's your funeral a light-hearted look into the most important day of my guests afterlives and give it a follow on insta at pod it's your funeral thanks so much for listening and remember there'll be a brand new episode of almost famous's 15 minutes of fame every weekday thanks a lot goodbye imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.